Season one is all about that dental school student or that new dental school grad or that transitioning dentist, pretty much giving the financial keys to success now that you're in a transition period. So let's go and hop into this episode and we hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to the Generational Dental Wealth Podcast. We're here with Kingsley Fetty, CPA. Dr. Jermaine Fetty, we have a special episode for you all today. As you can see, we're not in our normal set. No. Uh, we're traveling and we just knew there's no way we could go traveling without bringing our Generational Dental Wealth family with us. Awesome, man. So where are we at and what are we doing, man? Man, so we're here. We're in Miami, Florida. We're learning. We're having a great time. We're communicating and networking with some fantastic people. Yeah. Um, just, just learning, honestly, how to grow, how to scale, how to automate your business, how to be able to create an entity that can live on past you and that can be more helpful to more people. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's always a breath of fresh air to kind of step back, um, get a different perspective on things, talk to even other successful uh, people who run enterprises and who have done many different great things. I think, um, you know, definitely being in different locations will show you that life is bigger than your own community and life is bigger than your own perspective. So I always just enjoy getting out of getting out of uh, where I'm currently at and, and get to meet some different people, man. One of my favorite things that I, I, I tend to relearn every single time we're out on the road or we're on speaking engagements is that regardless of the business, the principles are the same. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we're talking to people who span a wide spectrum of different learning uh, types and one individual that we were able to spend some time with uh, this past weekend on his boat was an individual who owns three hedge funds. Yeah. And just learning that regardless of what industry you're in, certain principles remain the same. You have to find ways to help more people. You have to find ways to make the help that you provide for other people as independent as yourself. So just continue to learn and just continue to build uh the dental brand and just trying to figure out how to touch and help and affect more people has been a fun time this trip. Yeah, I think uh, having a unique perspective as a CPA affords me the opportunity to speak to so many different business owners in different industries. Yeah. You know, I think even as uh, even as a dentist or even as a dental practice owner, you never want to get stuck inside of your industry because there's always something that you can learn because, like you said, right, when you're talking about business, when you're talking about serving people, oftentimes these have, I would say, um, these have overlapping, I guess, principles. And so you never just want to get stuck on what you've learned uh, so far in your industry. Kind of always try to expand your horizon whenever you can. So that's going to lead us right into our conversation today. We're going to be discussing different perks yeah. of your particular position within dentistry yeah. and just really try to chop it up on a different level to figure out, you know, how is this translatable into different areas of your life? Yeah. And it was a great place to really go into the topic because, again, Kingsley, with all your different dental clients, you're able to see it from a numbers perspective, right? Exactly. I experience it more from a life perspective. So I want to start from more of your perspective. What are some of the perks that your dental professionals get to enjoy that people can look forward to or if they're in the same situation can start taking advantage of even tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. I think in every different situation that somebody is in, they get to enjoy different perks, different benefits, different opportunities that, that maybe that next industry or that next person may not be able to be, you know, uh, afforded. So one thing that I always notice, especially with our dental clients, is that flex, that they have flexibility. Yeah. One thing I learned within dentistry is, I mean, you're working no more than four days a week. You have a pretty decent work-life balance. Yeah. I think that's a huge Honestly, hack when it comes to just healthcare in general. When you're talking about 
uh, other other professions within healthcare that have to work six days a week, uh, 80 hours a week, different things like that, where, you know, you get to come in, you get to uh, do, uh, ha- you get to have your production, you get to meet with your patients, you get to do everything, but you get to also go home and have a family life and have some balance behind that. So I think that's off the bat, one of the biggest hacks. I agree with yeah. that 100%. I think one of the biggest hacks within dentistry, one of the things that attracted myself to dentistry is that was the first career I've ever heard that doesn't work Fridays. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, what do you mean they don't work Fridays? So to come into dentistry and be able to see like four days a week is considered full, full time. Like yeah. if you're working four days a week, unless outside of a corporate entity that doesn't really look at dentistry the way we look at dentistry, outside of those particular settings, four days a week is usually full time. Yeah. And then some people might do four and a half, but in reality, I mean, even in our office, three days a week is full time, mm. three 12 hour shifts. And that's, that's full time. So to understand that, you know, you have the ability to transform your life in the way that, that you see fit in a world that is moving into more work. Yeah. You can move into an industry that still has a, a fair amount of work, but it has a fair amount of downtime. One of the things that we always say whenever we're hiring at the office is that, the reason that we work three days a week is because we want you to spend more time with your family than you spend at the office. Yeah. To me, it just sounds crazy that you are at the workspace more than you're at home relaxing with your family. Yeah. So how do we solve that? We create more time because we understand that a happy team member is going to make a happy patient and just understand the correlation. So once you start to understand the perks, you start to understand, okay, how can I set our particular life up within dentistry? To be able to help not only ourselves, but help our team, which eventually helps our patients yeah. and in general, builds a better dental life. Yeah. Yeah. And even taking it one step further, I mean, so that that's lifestyle. One thing I would say with, you know, um, the dental practice owners, and even the dentists that I'm afforded to be able to speak with is when it comes to lifestyle hacks and traveling, lifestyle hacks when it comes to taxes, the different opportunities that you get now as a practice owner it's much different. I mean, you're stepping into a much different world. I mean, even a trip that you're taking to like, let's say Miami, right? Meeting with clients, meeting with prospective people that are, are, are mentoring you in business, having the opportunity to maybe go to a, 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 um, a trade show for dental supplies, or maybe going to um, a CE course to learn how to do this procedure that you never knew. Even though you're traveling mainly for business, even though you have some personal use in there, you're not afforded on your on, on ta- when it comes tax time to take deductions and different things like that for that travel. As a W-2 employee, you may not be able to do that, right? So when we talk about right, just practice ownership, there are some different lifestyle hacks that you can de- definitely implement to help you not just on the dentist side, but now put more money back into your pockets. So in your experience, how, how was, I guess, practice ownership kind of shape-shifted your life when it comes to the finances part? I love that you bring up this conversation because I think the main premise of everything we're going to say is that once you understand that when you move into a 1099 or ownership position, the way that you look at your position within dentistry has to change, right? Yeah. When you are a 1099 or a, w, or a practice owner, you basically become an entity, right? There is your physical self and then there is your dental self, right? And I think, unfortunately, in dental school, we try to get into this place of escapism where when I'm not doing dentistry, I want to escape. I don't even want to think about dentistry. But when you move more into that practice owner type world, you become a mesh of yourself and the brand. But the thing is, it has to be done in a healthy way. 
Because when it's done in a healthy way, you can help more people. You can have a greater sense of fulfillment and freedom. Mm -hmm. But if done wrong, it could honestly suck you in even more. Yeah. Right? Now when you're off, you're thinking about the business. No systems are set up. You're answering phone calls in the middle of the night. It can really wreck your life. But again, the things that have the most ability also have the ability to free you. So when, I, when you're asking what are the main things to think about when you're switching is, I remember the only W-2 job I've ever worked within dentistry, when I was not there, I never thought about it. It was like, when I'm gone, I'm gone. But at the same time, I wasn't thinking about it because I was also simultaneously working a 1099 position traveling, right? Mm -hmm. So the biggest difference between the two is that mentally, right, and your life mesh, how do they mesh together? When you're in more of a practice owner, 1099 type world, you have the ability to create a lifestyle that also matches your dentistry, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is it's it can be used as a tool to create something so beautiful and offer those levels of freedom. So between the, the contractors and the practice owners you work with, what are some creative lifestyle changes that they're able to make to open their lives up? And also simultaneously, what are you seeing from a numbers perspective that's also setting people up for a, a tough fall and that you got to catch them before they reach that end? So, um, double-edged sword, right? Practice ownership, right? You are afforded the opportunity, like you said, to get creative on how you create income for yourself, right? If you want to work two days a week, you can do it, right? As long as the practice can, can continue to thrive. If you want to work four days a week. So you have a lot of flexibility and choice. I believe in choice. Um, then again, with, with practice ownership, right? You can choose on how you want to run your practice. You don't have to necessarily abide by anybody's cultural rules. You can set your own culture. If you want to play Afrobeats or if you want to play... Um, if you want to play uh, Bad Bunny in your office, whatever you want to do, that's completely up to you. You don't have to ask anybody, run it by anybody. So I think that flexibility is 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 honestly one in itself, something that you can't compare to. Uh, you know, obviously when you're working under somebody. Now, uh, when it comes financially, um, one of the opportunities that you're now afforded as a practice owner is you could just say, okay. If I want to get to this mark of, let's just say I want to do $500,000 in production, you can set yourself up to do that, right? That might mean you open up the marketing valve a little bit. That might be you getting into the community, but you have much more, um, it is much more, you have much more responsibility, but you also have much more of an opportunity because mm -hmm. now you're not at the whim of, okay, I have to wait until this ex-employer brings in these people. I'm able to kind of go out, do it myself, bring in this production if I would like that. So. I would say when it comes financially, you are more in control of your overall destiny. Like I said, if you want to, if you want to take this year, kind of scale back a little bit, focus on your family, maybe you have a newborn, you can do that, right? Nobody's going to force you and vice versa. If you say, I want to ramp it up this year, I have a lot of time on my hands. I want to hit X amount of production. I want to do X amount uh, in income this year. You have a greater uh, um, opportunity to do that versus, like I said, if you're working with somebody else, that's going to kind of set your path out for you. Um, it's really good. I yeah. think from a numbers perspective, you're hitting all the highlights there, right? Because you have these conversations, whether if it be on the practice transition side with your team or whether if it's on the individual book side, yeah. you see when people have goals that do not align with what's coming in, right? Yeah. And it could be, hey, I would like to buy a new house for myself, for my family, right? Mm -hmm. And you're looking at the numbers and you're saying there's no way this can be afforded at this particular rate that we're at, right? In reality, one thing that I've noticed about you and the way you even talk, you're becoming more of a financial fortune teller. Yeah. It's interesting how you can tell 
the outcome of someone's particular financial situations just based off the numbers. Yeah. Right. Somebody might tell you that they have a, a very lofty goal, um, but they're not willing to change anything to make that happen. The same way you said that people can predict their income in ways and grow it the way that they see fit, that can happen, right? Mm -hmm. But are you willing to open up more hours? Are you willing to bring more people in? Are you willing to get a little bit more creative, open up your marketing channels? Whatever it is like that. And that's that brings me, honestly, an epiphany because now it makes me think of, like, because you can see it so clearly from a financial perspective where people are going, we can also see it as dentists from a health perspective mm -hmm. and as an owner from more of a team perspective, right? Yeah. So I'll start with the team just because that's 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 so key to me. Um, they're the ones who dictate a lot of our success in the office. Um, when when individuals come in and they tell me, hey, I aspire to become a dental hygienist one day, a dentist one day, uh, I want to grow out of this dental assisting or this front desk position. I love to hear those aspirations because, again, I like to say that we like to hire people who are overqualified for this position, yeah. who have ambitions of growth. I love that because now I can work with you to help you grow where you want to become. I don't want somebody who just wants to come in and be a, 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 a standard or average when it comes to being an assistant because I don't want to be an average dentist, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you want to be average and you come around myself personally, you're not going to be comfortable. I mean, that's just what it is, right? We shake and we vibrate. So I love when we hear those ambitions, but the way that we become fortune tellers is because if you tell me you want to become, let's say, a dentist one day, uh, a dental hygienist, but the work ethic isn't there, the hunger isn't there, you're not asking questions, you're, you're coming in and you're, you're, you're clocking out, that's very indicative. The same way when it comes to our patients, if they're telling us that they want to transform their overall health and you think veneers is going to be how you're going to change it, Yeah. I mean, come on, everything has to be maintained. Yeah. So I just love it from a health perspective and a team perspective. I love that you highlighted the financial perspective because being a fortune teller is what you actually have to become when you become an owner. You have to see things before it happens. It's a good thing and it's, it's a very sobering thought because now you get to now take control of where you're going in your future. Yeah, I think, I think in general, right, as any professionals, I think the becoming a fortune teller in your industry is what makes you a professional, right? Mm. You're, not, you're not reactive you're and uh you're anticipating right even as a cpa i, I know things are coming down the, the pipeline for clients because i've seen it so many times i've had those repetitions i've talked to so many clients seen those clients in different different positions man so i think i think you put a right uh the the, the right the right summary on that man I, I love that you highlighted that because as a as a owner as a 1099 you have to be more predictive more future teller when it comes to your particular action, because I was a W-2 when I, that one position that I worked, I didn't have to do anything. I come in, whatever patient's on the schedule, we work, we make sure they smile, they have a great time, and then we head on out. Yeah, That's the end of that day. As an owner, and everybody else leaves, I'm, I'm making sure everything balances out from a numbers perspective. I'm looking at tomorrow's schedule, I'm looking at next week's schedule, and again, it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with, but honestly, I would rather be in control than to hope everything works out. Yeah. Awesome, man. So we're going to put a bow on this one. You know, just wanted to just quickly just talk about, you know, what are the lifestyle changes? What are the financial changes and what are the culture changes that you're able or that you're afforded to now and the flexibility that you're afforded in those areas now that you have a practice or now that you're stepping into ownership or now that you're stepping into um, or you wanting to step into something different. So I think we've, we, we've laid it out very, very nicely, very cleanly. You know, lifestyle being the fact that you get to travel, you get you know, invited to come speak on stages to do some different things. You get opportunities to network with different people that you may not 
been uh, would have been able to do that if you didn't have the if you weren't in this position, right? That's lifestyle. Financially, the fact that you're able uh, to have no ceiling to your possibilities, right? Typically, when you're a W-2 employee, you have your uh, uh, financial landscape mapped out. This is your tracks if you want to get a raise every year. But now, as a, as a, as a, as a practice owner, right, you don't have that ceiling, right? And I think that, that opens up a world of opportunities. And then the last thing, the culture or the people, the fact that you don't have to... Uh, uh, you, you get to play whatever you want to in the office. You get to set whatever type of culture you want um, with, with, with your patients. You get to, you know, maybe do some things that are a little bit outside the box. That if you work with somebody, they say, hey, no, we don't want you to do these things. You get to kind of map out the, um, the, the, the landscape of the culture that you set within your practice. So, I mean, I think those are three areas that make everything worth it, you know, when we talk about uh, practice ownership. Now, so anything to add to those? Honestly, I'm just going to wrap it up just by saying, man, practice ownership has is, is, is been a fun time. Obviously, it's a lot of work, but it's, yeah. it affords a lot of different things and when you said the cultural piece and being able to goof around and have a good time with your team it just highlights times i mean the, the ladies at the office they they have taste tests of different toothpaste of different <laughs> of topical anesthesia it was you know um, just last week uh the ladies were having taste tests of the cake for our wedding i mean just being able to have that time to be able to enjoy the personal side of things man you really get to understand and learn the people that you're working with because I mean, honestly, the one thing you learned is the, the the quicker you get to learn the people that you're working with, the, the higher y'all can go. Yeah. And the more you can push in a common direction, man. So I appreciate you laying it out that way. Yeah. Uh, this was an exciting episode. We appreciate you all joining us on the Generational Dental Wealth Podcast. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace. All right. <laughs>